At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I want to look at a couple of things regarding healing tonight in a little bit different way. I want to give you two words that were, these two words had to do with the ministry of Jesus in the earth that produced healing. These two words define healing through the Lord Jesus Christ or one of the ways that healing manifested itself through the Lord Jesus in the earth. And, you know, you and I have to believe that the Word of God is truly the medicine like we were talking about in that song that we were just singing. He sent His Word and He healed us. And that Word that you speak every day over your body is medicine to your flesh. But you've got you've to see it that way. I mean, there are so many people that are dying right now. Everywhere you look, people are dying. Running back for the Denver Broncos, and he was traded to the Dallas Cowboys in 2017, and then, and then they, they let him go. In August of this year, he was diagnosed with a certain type of cancer, and he died today. In August of this year, he was diagnosed and he died today. 31 years old. Yeah. But that's just one of so many different people that I'm, that I'm seeing dying of all kinds of diseases and, and, and the effects of diseases and the effects of medications and things that have... That have you know, affected people's bodies and, and I mean, all kinds of very strange things that are going on. But I'm telling you, it's not a shock to God. We just have to know Him. We have to know Him and how He operates, and we've got to know Him by His Word. And that Word has to be a part of your life. It's got to be, that Word has to be healing to you, not, not just talking about it. It's got to be that. And the only way for that to manifest in your life is for you to change the way that you think. I don't care if you were raised in the church growing up or not. Most people I know, most people, Christian and non-Christian, don't know that the Word of God is medicine to their flesh. I'm talking about the people I know. The people that I talk to or spend time with, the people that I come in contact with, people don't know this. And I'm not saying it like I know everything about it. I'm not saying it like I'm saying this and judging people in their lives. I'm saying it because I have a real concern how the enemy is taking people out. Every, every 40 seconds in America, just, just in the United States of America, someone dies 
of some type of heart failure, some kind, not just heart attacks, but different, different the effects, the negative effects against the heart. Every, no, no, that's every 46 seconds. Every 46 seconds just in America, somebody dies of heart failure. And so many people are afraid of dying of a heart attack and heart failure. And, and I'm telling you, there's nothing that opens up the arteries and the veins of the body like the medicine of God's Word. Listen to me. The life of the flesh, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And we need the blood and the effects of the blood of Jesus flowing through our veins, and it can't happen if you're not declaring what His Word says is so. We have to know that. I'm saying it on behalf of people. I'm saying this on, on behalf of human beings. I, I know so many people that have started in the Word and then they quit it. How can you quit the Word? And the way you know people quit the word is in their vocabulary. They talk it. You hear them say something and you know, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, they'd have never said that. But it's because of what they believe because they never really change. You know how long that it takes something to change in your thinking and in your life? Um, I mean, people that, you know... I was listening to this guy talk about how people get delivered of, you know, how difficult it is for somebody to get off of meth. And, 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 and it's because when they, when they shoot it through their body, when they take it in all different ways into their body, it gets like under their skin and on top of their veins. And it's, and, and it's so hard to deliver their body of that. Well, wrong thinking is operates the exact same way. It's so difficult to get the negative out of our lives. It's not something that just, you know, if I throw a bunch of Scripture at it and and I'm going to change the way I think. No, it has to become a part of you. I was reading this book the other day and this guy was talking, it was a marriage book and I was reading about marriage and he said, He said that a married couple really doesn't become established in who they are as a married couple, in other words, a one flesh. He said it really doesn't happen. He said maybe it does for a a few, but most people, they got to stay together for 50 years. Well, I'm, I'm, we're getting close. <laughs> but you've got to stay together for 50 years to really understand what one flesh really means. You've got to stay with this word thing and Holy Spirit revealing this to us on a daily. It has to become, my daily routine is more important to me than getting dressed. I 
I can't live without it. And there are days when it seems mundane and oh, just going through the motions of it. Your head says those kind of things. No, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, we're talking about the Word of God that is life. It's life. I don't care how dry it seems. Man, I'm speaking it. And, and, and what will happen is I'll go through certain things I'm saying. I'll say them another five times in that day just to show that the more you speak the Word, the fresh it gets. I mean, it brings refreshment to you. And then you start thinking a certain way, and then when you get attacked with other things, you've got something to draw from. No, I'm not tolerating that. But it takes a long time for that to get in you. So, my scripture that I read last week out of 2 Peter 3 in the New Living Translation, let's look at that together. I really like it. I've been thinking about this, ver- this passage all week. 2 Peter 3.15. You got it? And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. And we know that word saved means saved, healed, delivered, set free in every way. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be healed. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, verse 16, speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand, yeah, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. Dang. Two of the best verses of Scripture I've read in a long time that apply to your and my life. The two words I was going to give you that I'm giving you right now, one of them is the word, go back to verse 15, one of them is the the word patience. Remember our Lord's patience. There were two things that created healing and deliverance in and through the Lord Jesus and His ministry. These two words were patience and compassion. Patience and compassion produced healing, produced salvation, produced deliverance. Patience and compassion. And, and I'm defining the word patience that you could you can give a, probably a dozen different definitions for it, but, but a very short one and to the point in what I believe God is saying here. Patience is long-suffering. Jesus was long-suffering. Willing to wait for anything. Willing to wait for anything. And waiting, in God's way of thinking, is not sitting back doing nothing. Waiting is doing the preparation to receive. That's the patience that produced healing in the ministry of Jesus. 
The word compassion is defined as sympathetic consciousness of others. Jesus had sympathetic, he was, he was, he was sympathetic and aware of the needs of others and, and of their distress with a desire to alleviate it, with a desire to meet the need of those people. That produced healing and deliverance. I want to read you two accounts. There's many, many accounts. I'll read you these two. Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion. What do we define that as? Good, it's good to hear the definition of a word so that, it, so that it, it's applicable to, that, to that, this situation or what we're talking about right now. And, and with this person, he was sympathetic and he was conscious of the distress that this person was under, but he was willing to do Whatever the Lord allowed you, you can do anything that God tells you you can do. And he was willing to do whatever it took to see this man alleviated of his pain. Patience and compassion. And it says, he was moved with compassion. Jesus reached out, touched him, I'm willing. He said, be healed. Instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Today I was thinking, God, why, why, are you keep, why, do, why do you keep showing me this? What is it about compassion that we need to understand? And I feel like what God said to me was, you need to understand patience and compassion together. And I'm going to read another verse to you in just a minute after I read these next two verses. Matthew 14 and 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard of it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. He was moved with sympathy. He was sympathetic with the distress and the difficult situations that they were in. Do you know that Jesus is sympathetic? He's compassionate with you? You and I, I've realized within myself, I have to receive compassion. Compassion and pity are not the same thing. Did you hear me? He's not talking about pitying you, but having sympathy about what you're, where you're at. And it doesn't even have to be a physical thing that like a, a sickness or something in the body like that. It doesn't matter what it is. 
He saved us, and He's patient for us to be saved. He's patient for us to get through whatever it is that we're going through to get to the other side because if you'll stay with the Word, you'll get there, but it may take a lifetime to get there. Oh, Pastor, a whole lifetime? What do you got to lose? (laughs) Where where are you going to go? What's the option? Hell? (laughs) Not for you and me, right? No hell for us. There's no other option. So, who cares if it takes a whole lifetime? If you have the attitude that if it takes a whole lifetime, I'm staying with it, it won't take a whole lifetime. That's absolutely true. Matthew 20 and verse 29. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him, and behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Now remember, remember, in these porches and these places where he was at, there were thousands of people that were sick. People hadn't been healed in hundreds of years. There were thousands of people sick. And we only have 19 documented cases. Not That's not all that were healed. But only 19 documented cases in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the healing that happened in his ministry. There are a lot of people that didn't get well. And he was the son of God. He was the healer. There was something about these two blind men that they really wanted his sympathy, not his pity. Because how many just wanted Jesus to feel bad for them and and where there's no faith of any kind involved there can't be any action. See, it couldn't be different with him than it is for us. What's demanded out of you and I to have faith and believe the Word of God is what he was operating in in the beginning of what we know as the church before he died, but he operated in it helping people and drawing them to a faith and a confidence that God will do what he said he'll do. And here's these two blind men sitting by the road. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. When you're talking about compassion and mercy, mercy is the action of compassion. Mercy is compassion in action. What did these guys say? Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out even more. Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be open. We want to see. He was direct with them. They cried out for mercy. They didn't deserve it. You and I have got to come to a place where we receive the compassion and the mercy of God even when our natural minds are saying, you'll never get it. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Why do people not ask? Because they don't feel worthy. 
My worthiness, my righteousness is in Him. Can you say amen? We've got to believe that to the point that we receive the compassion to receive the healing and the deliverance in our bodies. What's the main reason, what's the main reason people don't receive their healings? The main reason people don't receive healing from the Lord Jesus is because they're listening to their minds screaming out and telling them and reminding them of all the mistakes they've ever made. And yet, the Lord Jesus has passion for you to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free in every way. He has patience for that. That's where my faith has to be being developed in the day and the climate and the world that we're living in now. Don't be looking for things to get better in the world. I mean, whatever happens, whatever, I'm not expecting things to be just horrible and totally bad, but don't, don't, be, don't let your focus be there, because then He's not your source. We're looking for natural things to change, and then we'll feel better. No, no, no. you got to feel better when it all hell's breaking loose. And the only way is to receive in the natural what you don't deserve. We don't deserve healing. We don't deserve salvation. We deserve hell. But because of what he did, I have the right to receive my total deliverance in every way. Because of his compassion that he showed me and his patience that he has for me to be delivered day by day by day. I don't have to be fixed by tomorrow afternoon. He has patience for you and my salvation and healing and deliverance. He has patience. And he is long-suffering. People aren't. But he is. Well, I've stood for six months and they're not changing. Thank God you're not Jesus. <laughs> right? I mean, but, but we got to be serious about this. What we're stepping into in this coming year what we've got in 2022, we're taking into 2023 and applying it like we never have before. Seeing the the blessing and the empowerment on, of God on our lives to accomplish everything that He has for us. So many good things that I saw in 2022 accomplished in people's lives. So many good things. Um, do, you have a, do you have the microphone right there? Come stand up here with me, Randy, real fast. He don't want to do this, but... He just sent me... A testimony, just take that, a testimony of a healing in his body. Tell it. What happened with it? Okay. <clears throat> just going here? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess about three weeks ago, I, I noticed this mole came up right about this area right here. And we've all seen moles, so this thing started changing on me. So I said, well, it started scaring me, started freaking me out. So I wasn't going to believe it. It was going to go to cancer and nothing like that. I'm, I'm believing, you know, what I'm hearing, and I'm believing in healing. So 
But I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to think about it, so I put a Band-Aid over it to hide it from myself, right? So I just keep it going on my business, and I'm showering. The Band-Aid's a good Band-Aid. You know, it stays on, you know. So about a week later, you know, after this, I noticed, well, this is not good because something's happening here. This is getting bigger. It's oozing. It's coming out of this Band-Aid. And it's feeling bigger. So I pull the thing off, and I look, and it doesn't look good. I said, no, it's, it's, it's just disappearing. That's what's happening. So I put the Band-Aid back on there, and I carry on for about a week. And it was just a couple of days ago. I said, all right, this is it. I'm going to look at it. It's going to be gone, right? So Veronica's with me. And I pulled the Band-Aid off, and it's, it was gone. Gone. <laughs> Come on, shout amen, somebody. Now listen to me. Listen, listen. <clears throat> okay, so... So, did he deserve that? <laughs> yeah, that, it, it's a loaded question. <laughs> did he deserve that? In one sense, no. But in the sense that we're talking about, he deserves everything that Jesus paid for. Can you say amen? Come on, give God praise for that. <clears throat> He deserves it. And listen, 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 God's getting, his, like in his situation, it's, it's God getting our attention. You understand? I mean, um, Shannon gave the testimony last week about the deal in her mouth. You know, I mean, supernatural manifestation, healing where that, that, that what was sharp and cutting, I mean, it was just gone. She spoke over it and it's gone because we deserve it in Him. We deserve it because of His compassion and His patience and what He did for us and what He chose for us. We deserve it. Otherwise, I mean, we're cancer loaded, right? Heart attack loaded. We're, all, we're ready to die without the blood of Jesus. But with the blood of Jesus, none of it has any right to stay. Can you say amen? I mean, so... What is next? What can happen in your life? What can happen in anyone else's life? Um, some, somebody, I don't even remember who. I don't think I knew him. Prayed for him about two or three weeks ago. Saw him in the foyer. Gosh, who was it? Hmm. Anyway, they said, I laid hands on that person, and it was a something in the stomach. Gosh, I'm not remembering. I'll remember it. I'll get it. But something about the stomach, and the moment I touched that person, it left. But listen, it's not about the fact that I touched him. See? I mean, he got this as a result of what he said, right? She got it as a result of what she declared, right? So the word's going out. Everybody's taking into themselves, making it a part of them so that they can apply it in their own lives. And then someone that you come in contact with will need the same thing. Remember the, remember the workout facility where the bowling alley used to be? What was the name of that place? Sports Center, yeah. So I used to work out there. But, I used to, but I'd go, I, I didn't like being around there when it was full. So I'd go at, it was open until 1 in the morning, so I'd go about 12. 
And so at midnight, one night I was working out there, and uh, this guy came up to me and he said, aren't you the pastor of the certain church? This was years ago. I said, yeah. He said, do you believe in healing? I said, absolutely. He said, would you pray for me? And there was about four people standing around. I said, yeah, I'll pray for you right now. He said, you'll lay hands on me right now? Yeah. So he told me what it was and I laid hands and, you know, I opened my eyes and the other four guys were all standing around. And the guy, there was a guy that had been lifting weights over here and he says, will you pray for me? So he came around and then another guy said, will you pray for me? And so they lined up. We got to believe this. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't, I went there to work out. I didn't go there to pray for people. But it just happens. The Bible says be ready in season and out. we got to know the Word so we can apply it to people's lives. Amen? I'm telling you, it's, I, I mean, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm just saying it's life or death. And the only thing that separates that is the Word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not His Word. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder between the soul and the spirit, able to judge the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It'll change the way that you think so you can think like God and receive His compassion and His patience. Because listen, we're talking, this is a lifetime. This is for the rest of your life. This isn't, you know, till you get some revelation. No, the rest of your life, you're going to be gaining revelation, constant. What's more valuable than making money? Speaking revelation words of knowledge. Because being connected that way will make you money, give you wisdom and understanding to do things in the natural that you would have never thought. Tonight, God is telling us that it is the day to live and to operate in the truth of the Word, and walk in divine healing like we never have before. Not settling for anything. You have not because you ask not. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.